0: Well, we can trust the Lord, amen? Yeah. All times, every situation. Through transitions, through new adventures, different seasons. There's a lot of, um, well, what I like, I like the word season. Well, first of all, it tells me it's a change. We don't always like change. I don't know. Sometimes we're, we, we need change. I'm trying to get untangled. Well, we'll leave it at that. I can only go two feet today. Uh, so change is sometimes really, um, for people who like me, who like to stay home and you know, don't travel much, change is hard. But well, For people like my daughter Emily who's in New Zealand, they welcome change. They got to have change they got to have new scenery they got you know it's, it's it's different different things but uh, what was happening we've been in the book of John for the last several weeks uh, we're on the we're going to be going into the seventeenth chapter but during the, the discussion that the disciples were having with Jesus often, uh, was they were questioning why he was talking about leaving them. And by the time he got to the 16th chapter, he says to them, I tell you, it's to your advantage that I leave. And they're just like blown away. What what do you mean? That doesn't make sense. And God was trying to teach them that the Lord was saying to them, if I don't go away, the helper can't come. And so the Holy Spirit is the helper, and he wants to come. He, he has come. How many have tasted the Holy Spirit and know that you know when he's, he's touching you? Sometimes you want to cry. Sometimes you want to shout. Sometimes you want to sing. Sometimes you are moved. And our Lord is teaching, was teaching a disciple, preparing a disciple, you you are going to take over. You're going to do greater things than I've done. Now that says a lot. How do you do greater things than Jesus has done? But I think in the dimension and he was saying there are going to be more people able to do more all over the world at the same time because the Holy Spirit is everywhere at once. Living and dwelling within whosoever will call upon him. And so Jesus is describing to his disciples that he's going to prepare a place I'm going back to heaven. But don't worry, I'm gonna make I'm gonna prepare a place just for you. Just for you. Just for you. Think about that. How did that make you feel? Just for you. That's humbling. And so. What's the greatest thing that heaven has to offer? I believe it's Jesus Christ here, there himself. God, the Father, the Holy Spirit. We're going to see them in their fullness. Right now, we only see them in a portion. The fact of the matter is, we cannot live in the presence, the full presence of God. The Bible said in the Old Testament time, they... Th- they couldn't live. They had to have his protection. They could only go so far. Moses said, show me thy glory, yet he only saw the backside sign of God because he couldn't live in the presence, in the fullness. Good thing in heaven, your body's going to be changed. You're going to be changed for heaven. You're going to be made ready for heaven to receive all that God has for him. Eye hath not seen, ear hath not heard the things that God has prepared for those who love him. How many love him today? If you love him, that is the greatest commandment. You don't have to know all about scripture yes if we press in we want to learn because faith cometh by hearing hearing by the word of christ but i don't have all the answers but i know the one who does and i will trust him and the bible speaks about a day that will come called the great tribulation a time that you do not want to be on this earth and no, no matter how much tribulation we go through, God says, I'm going to take care of my church. Though it costs us our life, if it costs our life, and it's costing many people around the world, dying the death of a martyr for Jesus. In the last verse of chapter 16, we just touched on it. I think we touched on it last week. He says, these things I have spoken to you that in, that in me you may have Peace. In the world you have tribulation. How many know that you don't have to go very far into this world and you will find there is a lot of stuff going on that is trouble? Trouble everywhere, tribulation, turmoil. It seems as though the earth is groaning with birth pangs. Jesus talked about that. In the last days there will be rumors of war, earthquakes, famines, there will be people that will even come and say i am the christ but don't be deceived there will be false prophets now how do we know the difference we have to keep ourselves in the word of god and by the help of the holy spirit you'll have the discernment one of the nine gifts the discerning of spirits and so he says to the he says these words in the world you have tribulation, but take courage, I have overcome the world. That is the that is one of those phrases, those truths of statement, declaration, I have overcome. Jesus said, I've overcome the world. Because he overcame the world, you can overcome the world. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And so we have to learn how to put on the full armor of God and take our thoughts before and take our thoughts into captivity. Before the, before the Lord. And now he starts out in chapter 17. I, I liken this to, I call this uh, the other Lord's Prayer because he's, a, he's praying, Jesus is praying in chapter 17. And he's praying, as you read this chapter, he's praying for his disciples These things Jesus spoke and lifting up his eyes, he's lifting up his eyes to heaven. He said, Father, the hour has come, glorify thy son, that the son may glorify thee. What is the purpose of our being here today is to glorify God. What is our purpose on Monday morning? It is to glorify God in the workplace. What is your purpose in your home? What is your purpose in your work? Uh, Whatever you do interacting with other people is to glorify God. Many people are, 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 are good at giving glory to God because they know God helped them do what they can do. That's a good thing whenever we get into that place if we shift gears into well look what i've done look what i've done then the old pride <laughs> the old pride within us starts to well up And see paul described i have been crucified Galatians 220 i have been crucified with christ what he meant was i my life i have laid it down for him My life, I am not in control of my life. Jesus is. I have been crucified. In other words, when Jesus uh, goes to the cross, he already died to himself. He settled it in the Garden of Gethsemane. It seemed as though he was agonizing, as he did as sweat drops of blood came out of him in such turmoil. If there was another way, and he surrenders, Lord, not my will, but your will. Hmm. You know, one of the ways to be free is to surrender to the Lord. And that's not a bad thing. Be surrendered. What does that mean? Well, it's his anyway. If you've lost something, if you've been hurt by someone, if you've gone through a hard time, try this. I'm going to trust you anyway, Lord. You promised to supply all my needs. And when I'm not as strong as I used to be, his word says, even when I'm gray and old, old and gray, whatever, whatever that's in, he will not depart from me. Hallelujah. He does not leave us or forsake us. So he's praying this prayer, glorify thy Son, as even thou gavest him authority over all mankind, that to all whom thou hast given him he may Give eternal life. It was the goal in the Lord's heart. It was the purpose he came to seek and to save that which is lost. Amen. Lost people are not our enemy. Satan is our enemy. Lost people are the people we want to reach out to. Present the way of Jesus. Jesus. And listen, John says this, I will send a helper, backing up the verse, uh, chapter 16, verse 8, and he, when he comes, will convict the world concerning sin. I love that verse. You know what that's saying? The Holy Spirit convicts people. I don't have to give them a guilt trip. That's not my job. That's not my intentions. My intention is to live out, to demonstrate, to point the way. Everyone has to make their own decision. But the Holy Spirit is the best evangelist there is. He knows how to touch people. He knows how to minister. He knows how to speak into their lives. We need to be praying. Oh Lord open the eyes open my eyes See what you're doing You see Jesus is praying I glorify verse 4. I glorify thee on the earth having accomplished the work which Thou has given me to do I I would if anything This could become a model for myself and When my life is over Maybe they could put it on somewhere. He accomplished the work God called him to. How about that? Just to say, I did what you told me to do. What a way to live. Doing what God tells you to do. Going where God tells you to go. And it becomes a daily thing of a surrendered life. That even if there's interruptions, even if there's unexpected flat tires and breakdowns, overheating engines. All this stuff is little stuff. Little stuff in comparison to the big picture. You are on a a mission. You are on an adventure. You are on a trek. You are on a race, a run. You are on a pace. You are in a season. You are in a rhythm. I say that word rhythm. Find your rhythm. Find your rhythm. Sometimes that means taking a break, like Steve said. And, uh, you climb the ladder, but oh, I've got to you know, take a breather here. Well, you're finding your rhythm. Sometimes your season of life, we have to pull back our rhythm. Slow it down. But if we're going to finish it. We're going to come across the finish line. We're going to make it across. We're going to make it through. Because Jesus went before us. He lived the life. Jesus could have bailed on us. Jesus could have, but now he could have called all the angels. He, didn't have, he, he had the power, the authority to call down heaven. He didn't have to give his life, but he knew if he didn't, there was no other way. he chose us. He chose you. Ephesians said you were chosen in him before the foundations of it blows my mind. Why would God set up such a way to only be saved through Christ's crucifixion? And see, whenever a church gets their eyes off Jesus and his crucifixion and his resurrection and begins to somehow can up another way by self-works or by self-righteousness then we're off we're throwing away the gospel we're flapping god in the face so to speak his price was enough that he paid i'm so glad i don't wanna i don't want to not have gratitude the gratitude of allowing jesus Recognizing Jesus Christ. So, what brings glory to God? What is it that you and I can do, especially to bring glory and honor to Him? I'm going to say this to walk humbly. Not being more in your own eyes, having elevated yourself. And I know none of you are this way. It's a good thing when you walk humbly before God. And recognize it as the grace of God have been saved. It's not by my works. By the grace of God. How can I glorify God when He do and you walk in obedience? Is that you, Lord? Remember the story when Eli had had a little boy, Samuel, who had been, or his Hannah was the mother of Samuel that prayed for his son. He said, if you give me a son, I'll bring this son to you and I'll offer him to you. And he, sure enough, a miraculous thing. She was not able to have children. And she dedicated this child to the Lord. And Samuel had not yet learned the voice of the Lord, but Eli recognized, go back again. Go back again. And say, yes, Lord, I'm listening. Isn't it interesting God often doesn't speak until we're listening? Interesting. You you find it throughout Scripture. Moses turned aside after seeing the burning bush not burn up, it just kept burning and burning and burning. This is unusual. When he turned aside, when he gave himself the attention to God, said, stop, take off your sins, and he spoke to him. What has God got to do to get somebody's attention sometimes? Come on, you can fill the blanks. What does he do sometimes to get her attention? He wants your heart. He wants your attention. He wants your passion. He wants to be seated in the innermost area of your heart, your spiritual being, the part of you that lives forever. He wants to bear witness with your spirit. He wants to give you life, life eternal. And really, eternal life starts at the moment we accept Jesus. We are made in right relationship. Eternity starts at the moment we accept Jesus. Now we really are alive because the Bible says we are dead before we come to Jesus. We are dead in our sins, in our trespass. We don't care about the things of God. It's being dead. What brings glory to God? How many want to bring glory to God? I know you do. I know you want to bring glory to God. Because... He has called us to walk with him, to give glory to God. What gives glory to God is when you stand on his word. What gives glory to God is when you take the word of God and you begin to meditate upon it, when you begin to walk it out, you do as James says, I, am, I become a doer of his word, not merely a hearer of his word. I begin to live out. I begin to look for those who are, are, are discouraged. I begin to look past myself and I begin to look for ways I can minister and encourage. You know, there's a promise in chapter 3 that if we will trust in the Lord, if we will... Uh, take the word of God into our lives. It says in verse 2, for length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. You look that up. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 2. For length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. That's, That's a promise from God. Praise the servant. The psalmist cried out, Bless the Lord, O my soul, 103rd. All that is within me, forget not of his benefits. He heals me from all my diseases. He's standing upon the word of God. What God says, there's healing in his name. And the Lord prays on. By the time we get down to verse 11, he's speaking about keeping The disciples, verse 11 of John chapter 7, and I am no more in the world. Yet they themselves are, what he's saying, I'm going to leave this world. I'm going back to heaven. I'm going back to where my father is. I've come to Thee, Holy Father. Keep them in thy name, the name which thou hast given me, that they may be one, even as we are. What is he saying? The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit are one. they're intertwined are so they are so intertwined You could take three strands and weave them together, just envision. I, I thought about bringing a rope today and try to vision three strands woven together, becoming one, and the Bible says that three strands are not easily broken. there's something about even the uh, uh, this dynamics of the three strands becomes so so much stronger than it was just two strands how much is our lord for us so much so that he prays this prayer that we may become one as we are in other words that we might be one in the lord that we might be one in in, in harmony with him, that we may be one as we walk together, that we might hear his voice, that we might be in, in, on the same page, so to speak, that we might be in the same path with God, that we might be looking for the things that he's looking for, and he's one. How could the disciples face, most of them were martyred, how could they face the death of, they faced, unless they were convinced in their heart that Jesus was who He said He was. And see, what changed so much of their life after the resurrection was when they were waiting on the Lord to receive the promise of the Holy Spirit, and they received boldest after the Holy Ghost came upon them. They spoke in a different language, they go out preaching the gospel. Demonstrate with signs and wonders following the church was launched because of the power of the Holy Spirit living in through the disciples. And may I say the Lord hasn't changed. The same power is available for you and I today. I believe there are deeper and deeper and deeper levels with our God that we can walk into as we seek Him afresh and anew. Sometimes there are seasons where the Lord brings refreshing. And sometimes there are seasons when you go through dry times. Right? Where it seems like nothing happening. But God is still on the throne. Then there are seasons when everything you pray begins to happen. There's something God has always teaching us to be faithful even though, faithful until the end, faithful even though you may not see your prayers answered the way you would like them. Stay in there, hang in there, pray through believing God. What is Jesus saying here? He's saying to a disciple, there is going to come a day when you're going to be tested. There is going to come a day, in fact, Peter was excited about serving the Lord, and you know later on he will learn about in this book that Peter denied the Lord because he couldn't stand against the world in his own strength. You see a different Peter after the day of Pentecost, standing boldly proclaiming the things of God all the way to it cost him his life, unashamed of the gospel. Paul said it is the power under resurrection. It is the power for salvation. It is the power first to the Jews and then to the Greeks. That we have been grafted in. We have been adopted by the Lord himself. I'm so glad for his grace today. I cannot finish strong, but God finishes strong through us. You see, what even reminds we're reminded in Scripture that when Paul had some kind of a thorn in his flesh or some kind of affliction, he prayed the Lord would take it out. But the Lord says, my grace is sufficient for you. In your weakness, I am made strong. In other words, you're going to depend upon me. You will have to depend upon me. That's another season. That's a difficult, that's a test. Will I trust God? I'm tired. Will we get to a season where we can't do the things that we used to do. It's a test of our faith. It's a test of our pride. It's a test of, but now what, Lord? And we have to work it through. We have to take time with God and say, oh, Lord, now we're in a new area. We're in a new territory. We're in a new season of life. And so the disciples had no clue what, what was going to be lying ahead for them. They were determined this was the best way to live. This was the only way to live is to trust in the Lord, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ as they were saved. And so he prays on. How are they able to get through this life? Verse 14, I have given them thy word. I have given them thy word. What is thy word? That is the word of God that was breathed by the Holy Spirit. He gave them the truth. He gave them heavenly man. He gave them that which they could build upon. Their foundation was a bedrock of truth upon Jesus Christ. And notice, the world has hated them. The world is a different kingdom. The world does not like truth because it doesn't want to change their lifestyle. The world is fleshly. The world is selfish. The world is self-gratifying. But listen. The Lord has opened our eyes to his word that this world is passing away. Listen. The Bible says the world is going to pass away. But his word will never pass away. And so our hope is spite of what spirals out of control, the Lord is in control. He has the final word. In verse 16 or 15, I do not ask to take them out of the world. In other words, it's in his timing. It's up to God when he calls us out of this world. But until then, let's live for the Lord. Let's live for his truth. What he says and what he prays, not to take him out of the world, but to keep them from the evil one. Here's how it works. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. How does that work? What do you mean? We live in the world, but this is not our real home yet. This is not eternity. Though we started with the Lord, we we start to live forever. At the moment, we understand truth and accept Jesus. What is he saying? No, I wanted you to I want you to catch another verse, but this is so this is so encouraging. This is for you. I do not ask on behalf of these alone. I do not ask just for my disciples. I don't just pray for them, but right now, but but for those also who believe in me through their word. In other words, all the people that come to know Jesus, who have yet to come to know Jesus. The Lord has already prayed for them. You remember when uh, Thomas wouldn't believe until he placed his hands in the imprints, the nails and side. As the disciples were hiding out in fear, he had not yet received the power of the Holy Spirit. And Thomas finally did, when he did show up, he touched Jesus and Jesus said, blessed are those who haven't seen me yet believe. That's a powerful verse. You know what it takes? It's faith. Every day it takes faith to believe in something you can't see necessarily, but you, when you go to his word, there's a living word, alive. In other words, when you put it into your spirit, when you put it in your heart, the Holy Spirit can remind you when you need it and equip you and use it as a sword to help you discern what is coming from God, what is coming from the enemy, what is truth or not truth. I don't know about you, but it seems to make sense that the older we get in the Lord, the less and less the world really matters. Is that, that should be the case. In other words, we're getting more homesick. I just want to go where he is. Liken it to this. You haven't maybe seen your parents for a long time. Some of you lost parents, loved ones. But you're longing for the day when you see them again. You've had a relationship with them. You see, think of it this way. The Lord has been preparing and preparing and preparing and preparing. And the Bible says he doesn't even know. Only God himself knows when he calls his church. But oh that day. When we see Jesus. We used to sing it. It will be worth it all. When we see Jesus. Nothing else is going to hang on to it. Everything we ever really. Sometimes the small stuff on this earth. Really shouldn't. Become our passion. We're but Stewards. We're but managers. We're like the people who were given a talent, the parable of the talents. Go produce something. Multiply it. Don't be like the one who buried it because he was afraid he would just be a failure. Don't be that one. You do something, and you're something. Maybe small in your eyes, and your estimation, but greater God multiplies it. God has a way of taking a little boy's lunch and feeding the multitude because it was an act of faith. You see, my, my dollar doesn't really, well, it's not going to make much difference. Just, just do it as unto the Lord. Well, you say my prayer, well, I don't know if God really hears. You, you pray. God is looking for people who will pray and stand in the gap, be an intercessor. I wonder. I wonder how many will be in heaven because you prayed because you loved on them. And in their last breath, baby, if it takes it the last breath, so being cut gets through to them, and they come to their senses. <laughs> I, I, have a, I have a thing I, I've been saying it to the last couple of years I think I, I want to finish strong I want to go out strong you know what that means keep the faith I'm not talking about physical strength I'm not talking about my, my inner man my inner man your inner man it becomes stronger than our outer man our inner man is going to live on forever And so let's sing one more song before the lord of it i just feel like we need to maybe sometimes have a visit with our lord and say where we're at where am i at And say, lord i I just need to refresh i just need to renew my heart why don't you sing this song and close it and jesus has won it all done it all for us.